pity pat rappers trying to get the five. I'm a microphone fiend trying to stay alive. When you come to ATL, boy, you better not hide, because the dungeon family gonna ride. Ha! Don't pull that thing out unless you plan to bang. Bombs over Baghdad. Don't even bang unless you plan to hit something. No, no. I got nothing, Everybody, dude. No, you're right. Everybody, everybody realizes that Andre 3000 doesn't rap anymore. He just makes sweatpants and Gillette <laughs> razors. That's it. That's it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast. That was Outcast's Bombs Over Baghdad for everybody who's, you know... Uh, Into the deeper like, cuts? Who's young. <laughs> for everybody for everybody who isn't uh, getting things from their dermatologists that say concerning mole. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello. This is a show that is, I swear, about video games. Uh, we have, as always, the two people that have gone on this uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride with me. Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I'm making a Dreamcast. Yeah! On this, the day of On the this. Dreamcast. Happy Dreamcast the, Day to those of you yes. who celebrate. Yes. It is, it's always Dreamcast Day in our hearts. That's yes. true, actually. All the time. Celebration true. of blue skies and a blue. This is going to make some great radio. Love yeah, it. a blue Dreamcast. It's so nice. Yes. It's Look at that. so nice. Um, why doesn't it say? Why doesn't it say NFL 2K2? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get that. I didn't. Also, didn't get the one that had "This is cool" printed on what? it. Because I mean, yeah, there, there was a there's a uh, variant of the Dreamcast. I think it was only or it was definitely on the Saturn. I'm not sure if it was on the Dreamcast and they just printed it on like reprinted labels, but yeah, mm. there's a label on it. It was the This Is Cool model that Sega <laughs> put out. That, just to okay. let you know. Uh, but no, it's it's not done yet. It's waiting for... I have uh, what's called... There's a company named Terra Onion. They make something called The Mode, which mm. uh, is a very good um, optical disc emulator. You this the Dreamcast I got has a busted disk drive, so you just take that out, put this thing in, put in a hard drive. All the games are on it, uh, so I've got that. But I installed a quieter fit, dude. It's so quiet now. Like you turn it on and it doesn't make a noise. That's, I don't know uh, if you're getting the Dreamcast experience unless when you turn it on, it sounds like an emphysema patient near the end. Like you need to he- like hit the power button and then you hear your VMU. No. Beep! No, well, see, that's the, like, so the tagline is it's thinking, and like you said before, and you turn it on, like, it would think it's because amazing. the loading is so loud, but no, now I'm giving it the limitless drug from that movie with the guy who's limitless, it's, and now it's, it's just, Cooper. yeah, firing on all cylinders, um, I also, so I also replaced the clock battery on it, because all of those things are dead now, and they're yeah. soldered into the board, so, so now it's got a little holder. And you can rip, you just pop it out and put a new one in whenever it dies. So do you think so. if it was never used, the clock battery would still be dead? Yes. Um, yeah, it, cor- yeah, it it dies. Mm. Even if you got that one sitting in the box, which I even do. If you're, even if you're Hello Kitty Dreamcast, I one of the baddest ass limited wanted edition that console. thing so goddamn bad. Oh my Susan- god. I still price it. I still, yeah. like, every now and again, if, like, I'm having a hard day, I'll go to eBay and be like, 
Yo dog, what's the Hello Kitty? What's the Hello Kitty Dreamcast go for now? Oh, twelve hundred dollars. Oh, Never mind. Man, oh. it's it's the it's the best line of limited edition consoles. There was that one. Yes, the Japan only Code Veronica one was yeah. fucking tight. You can get a you can get a repro of that case too if you if, oh, that's cool. if you really that's want awesome. one. Yeah. Uh, I also got a keyboard, but I got the Japanese one, so it's oh, like clear yeah. and much smaller. You're ready to type out. The oh yeah, dead. I'm ready to kill zombies with words. Uh, I've never, that, I've never actually played that one. It's surprisingly it? fun. It's blast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that person who has definitely choo chewed some rockets is none other than <laughs> Susan Arndt. I that I think was the moment I I fell in love with Dreamcast forever, which is which is on the packaging of Choo Choo Rocket. You turn it over, and you look at the little mice, and it's, and they say, they declare, happily, giddily, we are space mice! I'm like, that's it! That's it! All has become clear to me now, I am on board, 100%, I now get it, you're space mice. Okay. The most recent um, experience I had throwing up because of a game is not Resident Evil 7 VR at E3 2016. It was last year I had... You guys ever have a Dreamcast night? We were like, I'm just going to fucking play Dreamcast games all night. I haven't done it in a really long time. I'm going to do it. I got everything I still have. And I was like, I haven't played Machin' X (laughs) in a very long time. And I think Atlas must have play tested that game for ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. tops. Yeah, uh, because it, it, I like the motion sickness was instantaneous. Mm. Uh, but a cool premise. That's a cool game. I love you, Dreamcast. Yeah, it's wonderful. it's really like you look at the the library. There's so much that they put out for a console that was on market in the United States for 18 months. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, like, like the Fantasy Star Online came uh, out a month after that they said that they were discontinuing that system. I like, played that game so much. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- yeah. And people are still playing it. I know. I've got to find a way to get online. We're going to make it happen. I'm, I was hoping to be able to talk about that this episode, but next episode I'm hoping I can get that worked out. And I'll let you guys know how how it goes. I like that. All right. So this episode, for anybody who is backing Continue Podcast at patreon.com slash continue podcast, you will have just heard us ranting and raving about uh, D23, the, the Disney sort of uh, mixture of fan event and uh, investor event wherein we're recording this as their like opening stream is happening and they're announcing all the things guys they just announced gargoyles remastered while we've been talking like a which are you doing a bit I, or you, is that for real i am not doing a bit there was a sega genesis gargoyles game and they're bringing it back and cleaning it up and making it real pretty yes thank you which gargoyles was, fucking was awesome gargoyles was so good Gargoyles got that piping hot freaks. So it's, it's got, got it's, all the freaks. It's, it's 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 Star Trek: The Next Generation. It really is the cartoon. Yes. <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> it's and I it's got, love it, man. So I I don't I don't think we ever talked about this on the show, but the three of us were texting when Disney Plus started. 
uh, three years ago now. Or not three years ago, two, two years ago, right? Uh, was, the, well, was it 2019? No, it started before the pandemic. So it was before the pandemic. So it was yeah. fall, fall of 2019. Yeah. And I had never watched Gargoyles until Disney Plus started. Mm. And I was sending Dave and Susan updates like as I was watching the episodes with my then three-year-old. I was like, this show is pretty cool. This show is pretty cool. And then you get to like episode six and it's like, yo, one of the gargoyles accidentally fucking shot their cop friend. This show's fucked up. <laughs> He's like, let me play with your gun. Yep. The fucking gun shoots her. It's the sixth episode. <laughs> Look, it, it was a time of very special after school events. We had to teach people about drug safety, about gun safety, about car safety, about uh, Marina Sirtis. Yeah, like the tr- like going getting extra harsh. Yeah, Jaleel White harshes. looking directly into the camera as Urkel telling you why you shouldn't do drugs. Like it was a that was the time. Uh, uh, Susan, right, did you play? Anyway. Hmm? Did you play the the Gargoyles game on Sega Genesis? I I only know that it's not what you want it to be. I don't think I did. No, no, I did not play a lot on Jet. See, okay. So at the time <laughs> when it was you know Genesis versus Super Nintendo, Genesis was very much skewed towards sports games. It was bros. It was the bro machine. It was machine. super bro-y, and so I had a Super Nintendo. I later, of course, got a Genesis, but then I sort of cherry-picked, like I had Toe Jam and Earl, I had Decap mm-hmm. Attack, I had Wonder Boy, and, you know, sort of very isolated games here and there. Uh, I it I skewed, and, and also I didn't have all that many games because i was 20 years old and th- those right. things are expensive and nobody nobody's going rushing out to spend 90 dollars on a busted ass port of capcom's the punisher yeah uh, <laughs> it's just not it's not what's going down it's so it's so funny to me whenever i, I like you hear uh armchair youtube heroes sit, sitting here in the in the 2020s talking about like why genesis couldn't succeed going into the Se- sega couldn't k- stay in the console game with saturn and dreamcast and they they often don't know the history of like sega of america and the fact that they the there were people like cutting deals that the actual corporation were like we're not doing that. What are you talking about? But the real reason is that the Saturn and the Dreamcast were so the opposite of bro machines. Yeah. That it was just never going to happen. Like the Genesis was Bro Town USA and, you know, then the Sega Saturn came out well, and, and it was like, we got Virtual Fighter and Mr. Bones. Well, and, uh, <laughs> and Clockwork <laughs> Night. Clockwork Night. You guys like Bug? You got Bug. No, well, and it, it also didn't help that, like, they had to pivot so hard, like, rapidly because yes. of just the yeah. way people wanted to play games like with the playstation like oh shit we built a 2d powerhouse everyone mm-hmm. wants yeah. 3d games <laughs> fuck and, like i was reading uh the dreamcast wikipedia page because i was like looking into uh like phil moore and like all this stuff about about the launch and everything and like yeah like ea one of the big reasons why the dreamcast failed is because ea back on our dreamcast tangent sorry but uh one of the big reasons why it failed was because ea was like we're not making games for your system 
Like, yep. we don't think you're a serious hardware company anymore yeah. because of the way that you design hardware. So it was just kind of doomed from the start. Stupid but, EA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid EA. Apparently we're going to see EA's Iron Man game during uh, D23. That's the big rumor. That'll probably happen as we yeah, record. Oh, wait, that... Yeah. that that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure someone at that company was like, "Look, we built this like sweet rocket thing for Anthem." Oh right. yeah. Let's just like the, the one good thing about that video game was flying around in your power suit, right? Yeah. What if it's just Anthem? It's just Anthem with an Iron Man skin <laughs> and a rubber. No one will know because nobody played anything. it. This game's great. I can't believe it. I don't even mind that there's like a service element. It's really Iron Man in it. <laughs> Yay. We can finally stop selling Anthem for $1.99 at Walmart. Uh, so, Susan, so you were watching it. Yes. You were getting the you were getting the play-by-play, but you have also been playing the the big Disney game. Which I, I like full tilt. Do I do not understand what this game actually is based on our gaming world community of people describing it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like an Animal Crossing thing at first, but now I'm realizing that's not accurate. So what is it? Okay, it it it. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> If Animal Crossing was an MMO that you could play offline. Okay. You'd have Disney Dreamlight Valley. So here's the deal. <clears throat> you make a character. <laughs> Disney. So there was Dreamlight Valley where all the Disney friends lived together until a bad thing happened and then the forgetting started and they all, okay right so like so you get there and other developer don't try to namora if you're not gonna go full tilt yeah. guys yeah this is game loft we're talking about this is uh so you get you get to, to dreamlight valley and there are a handful of disney characters there your goal is to help restore the valley and restore their memories, mm, which okay. you do via grinding for currency. Yay! Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Uh, so you can the the animal home the Animal Crossing thing starts because there's lots of customization in it. You, there are tons of different clothes items to wear. Scrooge McDuck has a shop that has different stuff in it every day, very much like Animal Crossing. Scrooge is making Tom Nook look like a kindergartner. <laughs> he, he is charging you for everything. Oh, we should upgrade this shop. Give me a thousand gold pieces. Oh, I would love to help you with that. Give me 5,000 gold pieces. So like my dude has it on lock financially. So you, uh, there's, you know, there's clothes, there's furniture, you decorate your house, you have your clothes, you can make your own clothes. Like, you know, if you have a basic t-shirt design, you can unlock different motifs, which will be elements from different Disney properties. So you can design your own shirts and jackets and what have you. 
Susan, the characters who you're helping, are we talking S tier? I want to know. I want to know the. I want to know the quality mm-hmm. of Disney character that I'm fucking dealing with. Mm. Is this like, oh, yo, you're hanging out with fucking Robin Hood, or is this some like you're hanging out with somebody from one of the Little Mermaid sequels? You so, should. so here, as I've been playing this, it's like obvious to see where where this is going so your starter set if you will oh boy oh no mickey goofy merlin all right uh scrooge mcduck and then, are we talking old school scrooge or like modern ducktail scrooge Doctor sexy Doctor Who's Uncle Scrooge. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean the voices. The voices are all soundalikes. So oh, all right. No. Yeah. Oh, come on. It's not even like legit. It's not even like legit voice actors. Well, no, you're not exactly going to get Jeremy Irons in to do voice work for Scar. Oh, he'll do anything. That. Mm. <laughs> So, did you did you see all those Batman movies? Uh, Jeremy Irons not busy. Yeah. Well, mm, okay. Fair. Uh, okay. So, but then you collect this. One of the currencies is called Dreamlight, and you get that for doing things around town, like catching fish or selling flowers or changing your outfit. Whatever. You get different little tiny amounts of Dreamlight, and then you'll need a lot of dream light to unlock different areas to continue exploring. It also, one of the very first things you have to do is unlock the main castle. Oh boy. Which bears an uncanny resemblance to Cinderella's castle. This serves as the hub that they are undoubtedly going to add on to as they release more and more content. But at first you have access to three rooms in the castle. Each room costs you 3,000 Dreamlight to open, and that is where you recruit more new characters to add to your village. The first three are Remy the Rat from Ratatouille. Okay, that's, yeah. Wally. Okay. And Moana and Maui. Okay. So these are the, here. Here are your. This is your starter set. And then the other area I've unlocked is the 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 guy from Frozen. I don't know his name. Well, nobody wants the guy from Frozen. He's like not he's even the snowman. Like the the yeah. You well, can't, I, yeah, you don't I don't get have enough. I don't have enough to unlock the Frozen area yet. So I got the guy who lives in the forest, and has and has. <laughs> oh, Oaken, that- o- Oaken of Oaken's Cloakins. I don't know. He hangs out with trolls. That guy. Oh no, he's the main. He's the main guy. Yeah, that he's guy. The main guy. Yeah, yeah. The blonde. Right. He's. I mean, whatever. yeah. The generic dude. My my child. Thank God she's not in the house right now. Oh, <laughs> because if she knew that I was not remembering his name, she would kick in the fucking door. Got it. <laughs> Be like, what is wrong with you? Kid? Oh, man. Yo, if you really want to piss a six, six-year-old off <laughs> when you're talking about Frozen, don't say Princess Anna. Say Princess Anna. And just see how it fucking goes. See how it goes. You'll get a lot of, you'll get a lot of knee-high cuts from the knife that gets pulled on you. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Noted. Sorry. Not to derail. Uh, yeah. So you, so this is, this is the thing. So there, there's the main quest 
and that's you know about getting the memories back and un unlocking all the areas and do like I, right now I'm trying to the main quest I have to try and uh, find Donald Duck, but also Ursula the Sea Witch uh, is trapped, and and I have to and I'm doing stuff to try and untrap her. So those are the two prongs of the main quest. But then there's all the friendship quests. Oh boy! To do, uh huh, yeah. I see it's, where this is much, going. How much of this is connected to real cash transactions? Zero. Oh no well, shit! Yeah. All right. That's zero now or zero uh, forever? This is the question. <laughs> so right now, like I said, you have to grind for. Dreamlight, because like a, a, a task, the kind of task you do, you do on the daily to earn Dreamlight will earn you like a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty Dreamlight. Mm. To un the uh, the areas that you want to unlock around, like you start off in the village and then you unlock the beach, and that's that's you know where Moana and Maui are going to live, and then you unlock the forest, and the forest lets you get to Frozen, and then and so on and so on and so forth. They get more and more expensive. So the first one is is two thousand Dreamlight, mm. and then it's three, and then it's five, and then it's seven, and then it's ten. <laughs> and this is again, the daily tasks you're doing are like a hundred a pop. Why? I mean, if there's no microtransaction incentive well, here, dear God, why? Well, like, the thing is, is this game right now. It's early access. It's early access. Oh, and you can only figuring out. So they're optimizing yeah. to figure out what people some, will pay for. Some it. performance yep. marketer is doing some A-B oh. testing. Mm -hmm. That's so monstrous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So right now, the game is only available. Like, it's on Xbox and Switch, right? Is it on anything and, and else? And PlayStation. And PlayStation. Oh, okay. So it is on everything. But you, the only way that you can get in for quote-unquote free is if you have Game Pass. Yeah. Because otherwise, it costs costs what like 30 bucks 30 bucks yeah and i imagine that that is the like the the quote-unquote starter pack where it gives you oh, like the items and stuff to play because when it goes free to play like these things inevitably do you won't get that stuff unless you pay the 30 bucks or whatever to get that starter pack if anyone listening right now is the person who's like, yo, I don't understand how Microsoft can monetize things on Game Pass. You just fucking, that data is so valuable. The data, now yeah. they, don't, they don't have to pay for shit. Yep. They don't have to, they're like, oh, look at how many hours they spend mm -hmm. trying to get Scrooge to show him Elsa's ponytail. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, they're, I, sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> was the, that was the sounded... Thing. It sounded that was, not good. That was, yeah. It wasn't lewd. It was. It, <laughs> let's just move on from. Okay, yeah. From, let's go dig in that hole. It's uh, not, sorry. Yeah. Look, so, you guys. Oh, like my dream diary is sitting right here. All right, and <laughs> I, every now and again, there's going to be a little cross. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the third kind of currency yet, though. How? There's a third one. So here's here's what's weird, and I don't even understand this one. So that's that's the stuff in the game is is the the dreamlight and gold. Gold is is for stuff like oh you, you know whenever anybody moves into the village you have to build them a house. Mm. So that's what gold is for is to like build them a house, upgrade the house, buy a new shirt, whatever. Fine. Dreamlight is how you unlock new content. Fine. 
But then there's this other section of the game, not actually in the play, it's in your menu. And it's it's under events. <laughs> and it earns you, there's this third currency that's, it, it has a little moon on it. You don't pay for anything in the game with it. But it, right now it's a Pixar event. And if you do certain stuff, you earn points that you can spend in the Pixar event to get stuff, motifs and, and clothes and furniture that you can only get in the Pixar event. Now that part I understand. Okay, cool. But then what is this moon currency for? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're got, like, why, why Animal Crossing fixed this? So there's gold, there's bells, mm -hmm. and nook miles. Yep. A and, like, so why? Well, here's, here's what's weird. Here's what I, okay, so there are five levels of rewards in this event. So if you upgrade to premium, which costs these moon coins, you can you can buy cool like one of them is Mrs. Incredible's outfit. So if you want to like dress your, for your character, like, yes, like your character is going to be wearing like yeah. Elastigirl. Yeah. Her name's Elastigirl. Sorry, Elastigirl. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry, I, but, but I, I'm like, like I, I don't, do I don't get why that is walled off in this other no, it's, thing. It's strange. It's super weird. It's super weird. Um, I will also say, Game Love, just a little note, every time somebody has to say moon points or moon currency, it makes them sound like they're being racist in the 19th century. No, they, ha they just, have a proper name. I just don't know what it oh, is. They, you just don't know what it they is. They have a little moon <laughs> on them. I just like, I feel like I'm watching Deadwood every single time that <laughs> uh, that happens. That This sounds like I understand that it's an early access game. Yeah. But it's very weird that they're like, Let's just put it out there, and then they'll figure out for themselves how we can bilk them. Yeah, we're, like, they're finishing. They're figuring out the monetization, the IAP, right now, and it's so obvious to me. But here's the problem. Okay. So I got this game because I like Animal Crossing, and I'm like, mm. I like Disney. Disney's fine. So and it's thirty bucks, and I had I had gotten a, a different game that I thought was going to be fun and turned out to not be. So I was like, eh, I'm looking. For, I'm on vacation. I'm looking for something to play. Sure, I'll get it. The number of times I have gotten genuinely teary playing this goddamn game. What? So I'm. Um, <sighs> So I'm 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 going around the village, do 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 whatever, and I'm like, oh, okay, where's Mickey? I gotta go find Mickey. And I walk over to his house, and the refrain from "When You Wish Upon a Star," please, just oh, and very gently, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's, it's, it's fine, shake it off, shake it off, fine. And I play for a little while. And then I'm like, oh, I got to find Goofy and go fishing with Goofy. Okay. God damn it. 
like another element of my childhood. You're just pulling out of me. It's fine. And then, but then I'm like, okay, okay, it's fine. It's Mickey Mouse. That's from when I'm a, a, a small child. Mm-hmm. I can't be blamed for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even like Moana all that much. <laughs> oh, you got moana I got moana So... You go, you go through the door. You go find, you know, you like, you got it. They they have forgotten that they used to live in the village, so they've all gone back to, to their individual areas. So the, what you have to do is you have to go through the door, find the character, perf- do their little task for them, whatever it is, and then they move back into the village. Great. I go through. To, I'm like, all right, I'll go. Like, I already got Remy the rat. Whatever, I'll go get Moana. Fine. And 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 the the, the I don't even know the name of the song. But the Moana song. <laughs> and the, just the refrain just played, and I burst into tears. I'm like, it's so beautiful! <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm very... I want to... I, I definitely... Let's pull on the thread. Okay. Because tell me about what the game is doing presentationally during these moments. Oh! Because the game sounds awkward as shit. The game, is, not, verbally... the game is fine. The game is not... It, bad but like like so like you know i find i find it can be really moving in a game when all of a sudden you sort of transition from a playable moment into a non-playable moment or something is just very artfully done in the environment oh no that's not what's happening here it's not at all it's just the iconography It's it's just so, like, in this particular instance, to, to, to when I got Moana, <laughs> you walk through the door, you are on a beach, and you see there is Moana by her uh, catamaran, mm-hmm. right? It's broken, she needs to fix it, that's the quest, as you help her fix it, blah, blah. You know, there's palm trees and seashells, it's a, a fairly unremarkable environment. But, but what happens is... You're in Cinderella's castle. You walk through a door. Ooh, there's a light. Now you're on an island. You walk forward. You see Moana. And then you hear the immediately identifiable music. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and what's, what's, they, they are very, very precise about mm. how often you hear that recognizable refrain and which they're playing. Like, they mm. are not just playing any old thing at any sure. old time, right? And then once she comes back to your village, you'll hear her hum it. She'll just hum oh, those few mm. bars. And wow. it's like, oh, God, okay. Like, Maui's not doing his big number. It's just that one song. When I finally find Ariel, I'm going to lose it completely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be dead. Now, yeah. I'm starting to see why they're targeting Disney adults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yes. one of the things, like, because Jonas started playing it, mm-hmm. and the thing that I noticed, like, there's a character creator. Yep. You can't make a kid. You cannot. You can only make an adult. And I thought that was odd, especially because a lot of the other like Disney games that have come out, like the the Pixar one and the Disneyland one, both on Xbox, you can make like kids or adults or whatever. Um, like there is a narrative reason for this. It's a very uh, like this game is what Starlight Valley, uh, Dreamlight. There is, Dreamlight Valley. There yeah. is a Stardew Valley sort of 
hook to it where like you lived in the big city yes and you're done with that so now you're trying to find a simpler life and you go into the forest and that's how you end up teleported into this disney world so to speak (laughs) yeah um and yeah and so like yeah narratively it's like oh yeah okay so that's why you're not playing as a kid because as a kid you're not gonna have a day job you're not gonna escape the hustle and bustle of city life (laughs) fourth grade right (laughs) but it just struck me as odd because it's like like yeah i mean not that adults can't enjoy disney like i like some disney stuff my wife loves disney stuff you guys love disney stuff like it's fine but disney's also like it's a family thing it's for kids and adults for everyone to enjoy and for them to like so specifically target adults with this one well this is uh, seems intentional and a lot of it i think is going to be with that monetization when that rolls but, out but david not only does it seem intentional it seems to be fucking working oh yeah yeah <laughs> well here's the thing i okay so i went to disney world for my birthday i do not consider myself a disney adult mm. i like disney i like some disney films rather a lot i like certain characters a lot and i enjoy disney world because disney world is a very well put together experience you like theme parks you like I, theme I also parks. i love theme yeah. parks right? it's fun it's a it fun is. time it for is. everyone and i love and what i love particularly about disney world well two things one we are the same age that was the whole point of going for my birthday is we are celebrating the same birthday but also the experience is so perfectly crafted from the moment you step through the gate everything has been thought through and i love that it's manipulative as hell it's it's like the best psyops mission ever (laughs) and i'm like i'm here for it thank you very much yes take all of my money that's cool you're just getting total recalled as hard as possible (laughs) and i'm here for it like i told i support that i'm a willing participant Sure. I did not consider myself a Disney adult in any way. And then I start playing this game and I'm like, <gasps> they're planting those uh, seeds, dude. It's, 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 I've, I've done nothing else for like two days. Just yeah. And play this like, game. I, I mean, man, that shit is so, they are, talk about psyops. Oh yeah. I am like, I, I, I hate the, uh, stupid juvenile boy thing that, a lot of people do you're like man i fucking hate disney because like it, that's like saying that you hate food yeah like, there, disney makes so many fucking different okay. things i will say there is a legitimate reason to hate disney because they are as ubiquitous as food right. exactly yeah. and, like yeah. as yeah. a corporate yeah. entity it's like like this is the most disgusting sinister form of capital like yeah like, this the, is the, just like, that they own culture is a little right. weird yeah D- disney is capitalism saying like you haven't seen my fucking Final form, and then like rising into the sky. Like I understand that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> and then I mean, offering like, a line of merch based on it, and you're like, "Yeah, right. I want all of those." Here's here's a platinum pendant of me cracking the molten core of the earth and drinking it like that. I understand. And you could buy that, but you're not over here, and yeah. we're giving the people over here a special pin uh-huh. that you can't have. Of the new space continent we're building. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But like yeah, the, yeah. The, the wealth of content that they produce is so vast yeah. and yeah. so diverse 
that like and like even the shit that has the iconography of their most famous shit like if anybody listening to this has ever watched the wonderful world of mickey mouse like it is an unhinged robert crumb-esque mini cartoon of mickey mouse that they've been making for like eight years now and they're like these 10 minute long unhinged shorts it's it's some adult swim level stuff it is yes it is it yeah. is like aqua teen hunger force very goes disney yes uh and it's fucking hilarious yeah uh but at the exact same time i know that when i see the wonderful world of mickey mouse episode where Mickey's ears like run away from him just before he goes for a date and he has to like run around the city screaming at people and it's totally silent when I'm 55 and I see that I'm going to all of a sudden think back to like when my daughter was two when I saw it for the first time and I'm going to break fucking down yep uh yeah, that, they're they're scientists at that shit. I was when I was at Disney World. In my defense, I it, I had it was like the third day I was there of hundred plus degrees walking. I think I walked thirty six miles while I was in the park, uh, according to my Apple Watch. I was a little exhausted, but also there was a parade. And they just and I'm like I'm like on my way to to some to go get ice cream or something. I'm like on my way up Main Street while this parade is going past me, and I'm not even aware of it until they start doing a little bit from the the Wonderful World of Disney from back in the '70s when I was six years old and oh. watching this stuff on television. Burst into tears on Main Street. Like the, the my friend that I'm with is like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. So they got the, they know what they have. And the thing that my husband asked me, he's like, he's like, okay, well, is any of the Marvel or Star Wars stuff in there? And I'm like, not yet. It isn't. It They're figuring all the IAP out before then. Dude, like, I don't think people are ready for the because that they're finally entering the new era where they're like we don't have to worry about the fans anymore yeah that era is done like trying to keep the little walled garden around star wars the, and the disney and infinity yeah problem, yeah yeah it's yeah, over. yeah exactly yes it's over like and the the moment i knew it was over was when ye old-fashioned internet nerds saw the trailer for kingdom hearts 4 mm-hmm. and there's like one frame for one second of a forest and you just think it's a forest and then some Andor. internet asshole was just like yo that's fucking ATST and everybody was just like oh that's absolutely an ATST and so you're gonna hear like dun, 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 oh my dun, god dun, 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 Yoko Shimomura doing a fucking Star Wars music oh my god but like right in right in Dreamland you're gonna have to oh, fucking yeah. you're gonna have to walk over into the desert Uncle Scrooge is gonna be like pay up bitch and then you do <laughs> and you have to fucking yep. 
Walk I will, off into I the will desert. sit there and I will fish all day to earn enough money to sell the fish to Goofy so I can get the cash to give to Uncle Scrooge. Be like, let me into the desert. Let, this, me, let me go see Luke. Is this Disney's Baru, metaverse? Double fisting blue milks mm-hmm. with Baru and Owen. This is and this it, is the Disney metaverse. They got you. It is. They're, yep. This they're doing it. Yeah. And, there it is. But what I what I will say because because I, I I'm calling it grinding. If the grinding wasn't enjoyable, mm. I wouldn't be doing it. But they're really smart because here, like, here's an example to contrast with Animal Crossing, for example. Your watering can never needs filling. Mm. You can plant multiple seeds at a time. You can harvest multiple crops at a time. Like all this little quality of life stuff to make it all flow much easier. When you make friends, when you get to a certain level of friendship with the folks who live in the village, they can assist you with a particular task, mining, fishing, planting. If they're with you when you are, like if you're hanging out, when you're doing that thing, you might get bonus materials. So like, oh, wow, gems are really hard to come by. I better hang out with Moana because she helps my mining. Yay, now I got double the emeralds because I was hanging out with Moana. Yay. That's way more gamey than Animal Crossing. It is, yeah. There's a lot. That min-max brain part is going to light up. Uh, And you can get little companions, like little pets to run around with you. And 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 it's all super cute. And the music, like I said, is incredible. And then the cooking is really satisfying. And God damn it. Yeah, they uh, man, the world is screwed. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah. I, I, I feel, I do, like, I, 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 known pervert Anthony Agnello, like, they always get me with Kingdom Hearts. Like that's Kingdom Hearts is where they'll always get me. Like I, if I'm going to engage with the IP in in this way, like I need a thick smear of surrealism over it all. Yeah, okay. Like I, I need a like, you know, if if I'm gonna get gooey when uh, Faux Hanks is toy storying his way through a new cutscene, nice. A like spiky haired Haley Joel Osment better rush in and be like, but what are dreams made of? Like I need that to happen. Well, Itata uh, Hikaru yeah, yeah, is going to sick new like, club beat playing yeah, over it. Yeah. Dropping a nice, beat in the background. Nice. But the moment like if the if and when they ever dug into like the substrata if there were like Gravity Falls areas, oh, Amphibia, God. Owl House, I'd be like, "How much fucking money do you want? Do you want my kidney? I'll give you this kidney. Oh, it's right no. here, here." And uh, yeah, like they have to. If they go, like, if this expands to that point, yeah. and this sounds yep. endlessly updatable. Oh, you know they're gonna have Bluey. You know yeah. they're gonna have Bluey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd play that. I'd yeah. Fucking Merlin, I'd... okay. This is how they get you. So... This is how they get you. <laughs> as you become better friends with the characters, uh, they unlock different stuff. It might be furniture. It might be clothing. It might be a motif for when you customize your, your clothing or whatever. Like, whatever. 
So if you've ever seen The Sword in the Stone, which I was obsessed with Excalibur when I was a child, because of course I was. <laughs> sure. So I, I watched The Sword in the Stone pretty much on repeat. And Merlin has a pet owl named Archimedes. As is true of all Disney animals, he's freaking hilarious. He's the best. And he's that's got that what neck, he's got that neck rough. He he's does. always he's he, always got that neck rough. That's because he's pissed <laughs> off all the time. He's cranky. That when you become best friends with Merlin, that's what you get is Archimedes. So I'm like, what do I need to do to increase our friendship level, Mer? Come on, <laughs> need <laughs> need the bird. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then in six months' time, there will be a special offer for five ninety nine mm-hmm. that you could buy however many friendship yep. points yep. that yep. you That's need. Right. Yep. And then you then you get the Archimedes pet for for your character. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be a special special badge. They will absolutely be selling pets. There is no doubt in my mind. None. A little. If you could get a little astromech droid to follow you Are around. You, um, oh my god. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Little mouse yeah. droid. That's that's mm-hmm. just you sons of bitches. Yep, S- sons of <laughs> sons <laughs> of bitches. So yeah. So, so. man, all right, uh, Susan. I'm I'm very. You're you're. you're it sounds like you're in. Oh, like you're, clearly. It sounds like you're gonna yeah. you're, you're gonna be tucked in for mm-hmm. a while. Yep. So I I want. I don't like I wanna, it, but there we go. <laughs> it's fine. I don't like Look. what that says about me, but here we are. It, you here? Look it. It always happens. Like it, I haven't finished Lost Judgment. I haven't finished Yakuza Kiwami Two, but if they're sitting on the shelf yep, right here, yeah, because they got me. They yep. always got me. Mm-hmm. Um, your experience in 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 this game is relevant to a thing that I wanted to ask you guys about in the middle of the show here. Uh, contrary to my protestations on our last episode. I did not stop playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so friend of the show, Gene Park, uh, was like, you need to keep playing through Chapter 5. Just get to Chapter 5. I know that there's a hump, and it, it sort of just becomes uh, RPG, like anime cliche town USA, but <laughs> per- proceed, uh, because it is worth it. And I, I have, and I did, and I'm... I will say that I'm back in. Like, I'm probably going to go the distance because I okay. I finally got to that place that a Xenoblade game gets to where there's just the critical mass of, like, I'm going to walk here and do this quest and watch yeah, this number yeah. get bigger and I'm going to... And so on and so forth. But, uh, uh, spoilers. Do you guys mind a few spoilers? Are you no, guys I'm okay, good. Okay. Like, I'll, I'll play it, but yeah, spoil away. So... And, like, there's no big fucking revelation. Like, this game is about as subtle as, like, Mortal Kombat 3. You know, the the premise is really interesting. Right at the beginning, up top, it's fucking... It is. I, I think I described it to you guys when I started playing it as, like, a true reflection of the past... Yeah, 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 yeah. That it was yeah. being developed. Uh, you know, it starts. The entire world exists in a perpetual state of war between two factions, and the only the only resource that any part of civilization cares about is just life at this point. They don't care about money. They don't care about food. They don't care about energy. It is every battle is perpetually going on to suck life out of people. 
And the only humans that live in this world at all are a perpetual churn of manufactured soldiers who are born in their you know early teens you are allowed to live for 10 years if you're not killed in a fight you are fucking recycled like jesus christ it is it is dude this is this is what you get when it's that team making a game in 2017 to 2022 like in japan too in japan exactly as you dave you said it the night i started playing you were like yeah that sounds like what happens when you're playing you're making a game in shinzo abe's japan yeah like (laughs) big time uh and you know the 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 inciting incident is group of plucky soldiers on one side other group of plucky soldiers meet cute try to kill each other <laughs> but Love that. they are they are met with a soldier a person from a they have no idea who this person is or what they could possibly be because their face is wrinkled and they're like why uh, would you possibly look like that uh, and it's logan's run okay it's yeah they logan run it's uh, welcome to anime follies logan's run edition and they you know he sets off this item that causes them to in pairs fuse into one being and like they un- like you know by fusing into this one power form that's like the mech element in this game okay. that they share their lives they see their perspective and he tells them to go seek out the city they don't even know what that word is they've never heard of a city and it's all very bald and the game i like i, I almost wish i could go back to reviewing i'm like five out of ten fuckers get to the point don't bury the mm-hmm, lead you have to play mm-hmm. fucking 30 hours to get to the real shit and i would never have done it unless somebody i trusted had told me to but you get there and it is i didn't have your experience with the disney game susan i didn't tear up i can understand why somebody playing this would though because you get to the city where the it's not it's not logan's run it's more like oh you guys fucking animate up the matrix revolutions like that's that's what you're doing you get to where the real people who've escaped live uh, and get to live as humans got it okay and it's not like that's pretty kids, cool actually it's a great premise it's yeah. a fucking awesome premise and it is it is, I will say, it's not the best. If I hadn't t- hadn't taken me 30 hours to get there, I probably would have yeah. hit me a lot harder. But you get there, and the person who is guiding you in says, I want to show you something. Okay. And it's, it's not, I'm going to show you the way humans, like, they take you through a town plaza, you see couples, you see the elderly, and they go to a clinic, and they see pregnant women mm. and then go into a room and there is somebody holding a baby. Mm-hmm. And all of these kids are like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is that? And I was like, this is interesting shit for a game to tackle because it's going um, uh, uh, leaps and bounds past the... Uh, dad game bullshit of about five years ago like this isn't yeah uh, kratos <laughs> it's not joel it's just like it's hard being a daddy it's not it's not that it is genuinely trying to dig into the fundament of you know what happens if 
the arc of humanity is stripped away from you. Mm-hmm. And that's really fucking cool. That's a powerful thing to have in a game. But I was sitting there thinking about it, like, why isn't this hitting me harder? Because the content is good, but the game gets in the way of this moment for, I mean, literally a day of a real human life. Yeah. It puts a day of living in the real world (laughs) between you and these moments, whereas just a little concision... A role-playing game can be very powerful at 15 hours, but it's not just a problem with RPGs. I was thinking about why is it so difficult broadly for a game to give you the emotional impact of wandering in and hearing Moana humming this tune? Why is it so difficult to bottle the, you know, uh, the emotional complexity and fucking power of you know, finding uh, Octi in Returnal in the house or finding the house key and saying, what is my house doing here? And all of a sudden trying to unravel the yeah. uh, the adult, real human experience of, and all through inference and through gameplay and, you know, subtly taking away player agency to make that happen. I just don't, why, I, I, this is a legitimate question. This isn't like an Anthony's rhetorical corner. <laughs> I really want to hear from both of you, why is this so fucking hard? Because Xenoblade has all of the elements to get a stew going here. That moment when these kids walk into this town, I should have been a blubbering mess. But I wasn't because I was like, well, what the fuck, guys? Like, you could have gotten here hours ago. You you didn't have to make me sit through battle after battle where somebody is announcing the move that they're about to do. Why is this so Is it Ryan time? Is it's anyone named all, Ryan? Are they dude, saying that it's Ryan time? Is it time to be Ryan? Every time, Dave, that you pick up, like there are just items scattered in the world, you know, Skyrim style, and you pick them up automatically now. And, you know, it's a classic sort of game structure. We understand things. Yellow items are slightly better than white items. Purple items are rare items. Purple item just hits you. One of the assholes in your party named Lands will go, Go rare, dude, are there? Got a rare dude on that. You might oh, find no. four rare items at once. Got a rare dude on that. <laughs> Don't ask me to sit there and have a profound in the like desert a, eating mushrooms moment like when a, these kids realize what human life is when you've been screaming got a rare dude I hit. it's like uh like uh, like like fucking vaporwave donald duck saying yeah. that I, this is a good spot for ingredients i'm very serious about the question why do video games why is it so fucking hard why is it so hard if you if you recognize that there is the power to give you susan that moment of of unbridled visceral uh, i'm doing it i'm using the v word in no but it's no but it's appropriate here but it's appropriate it's for real uh that visceral involuntary emotional reaction to an emotional moment why is that so fucking difficult? Why why do games just get in their own goddamn way? I'm very... Susan, you... Well, for, okay, first, Disney is cheating. 
Disney is cheating hard. I Disney is cheating because it's, it's not mode. the game doing it. It's right. it's relying on. Okay, so it's not a fair comparison, but there's a there's a lot of different layers to your question. Um, let's go with first of all, there are cultural differences, right? This is sure. still a Japanese game. Storytelling pacing mm. is very very different amongst cultures and thing like you're like. Hurry up, get to the point. I, you know, I get it. You've made your point. Whereas in other cultures, and even our in our own culture, uh, forty years ago, things were much more languidly paced and just slowly. And if you didn't spend time doing that, then it's like, well, how, why do I care? I don't even know these people, right? Mm. So that's part of the answer to your question. Part of the answer to your question is market testing. <sighs> Boy, that's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's the significant one. I and mean, that's, that's that's just going to be the truth of it. Is what we what that questionnaire? Like, I don't. If people don't know this, uh, you will get people to come in and play test, and then you will give them a questionnaire afterwards, and you will ask them certain questions about the game at certain points. This is also what mock reviews are for. How did you feel mm-hmm. about this? Did you like that? And the game very well may be changed based on the answers to those questions. But I think fundamentally, a big part of the answer to your question is, what do people want from a game playing experience? Hmm. I am not sure that we, as a game playing audience, en masse, want the kind of emotional resonance that you're going for. A lot of people, they just want the shooty bang. They just want to relax for a few hours, like they get two hours to play video games after they put the kids to bed, and they just want to noodle around. This is, of course, partly why Minecraft is so freaking popular. Sure, because, sure. Right? Storytelling, effective storytelling, I don't care how you do it, I don't care where you do it, it's hard. Yeah. It's very Difficult. Add in the layer of video games where you can't always determine how a person is going to see it or get to it. Like environmental storytelling is a bitch because, I mean, you've got, okay, how do you write a story not knowing whether anybody has seen the four beats that lead up to the one that they just walked into, right? Like that's crazy hard. Returnal has an advantage in that the story beats Wherever you might encounter them, they always come after each other. There is a specific order that you cannot break. And that helps. So you're repeating levels over and over and over again. Whatever you're doing in the game, they can dole out the story beats in a very specific order. I think what frustrates me about that, though, is that it is... And maybe, like, it's it's a question of, like, the economics of scale. Mm. Because it is very expensive to make a video game. So you have to make all this shit to, like, make sure you're giving people the most value. But, like, fuck that. Make choices. Make, yeah. make yeah. better well, choices. Well, yeah. I also think, like... I mean, the choice that they made is the thing that they've, like, staked their entire sort of... You know, raison d'etre is making 
gigantic worlds to explore like the whole point of xenoblade chronicles was like we made a game the size of an mmo play on the nintendo wii and you can Mm -hmm. like explore these massive just giant landscapes and now they're trying to like actually tell interesting stories that have that like emotional heft like not to say that xenoblade chronicles one or even two didn't have that but it's clear that they're going for something a bit different with three but they're still the studio that makes jrpgs with giant worlds that are big and take time to move through yeah i i it's such i don't know man this is a very weird thing to say and at at risk of threatening my future employment in the field that i am currently in i sometimes i just want to be like fuck data man like fuck it fuck data fuck the player feedback fuck them i like i always think of uh the episode of simpsons where they add poochie in (laughs) and they have like the focus (laughs) testing group and <laughs> like the, the the producer gets frustrated and turns off the two way mirror and he's just like you idiots don't know what you want because you're kids and you're stupid like I video game players like no you no don't listen to them don't listen don't listen to video game fans or players just make what you think is gonna be best and make good choices the entire time uh yeah like I I don't. I don't think you need to either like when you're when you're making a game where you're like I'm going to try and tell a very emotionally affecting story and I'm going to try and give you this giant world to that to wander and sort of explore at your own whim you know okay then make the choice to put less shit in the world and just make that the, right. the crunchy delicious part and leave the story elements over here and I you know I don't know I have an outlet. I, <laughs> I just we, we need, I think Returnal broke you, man. Return- I I really do think <laughs> that never like back. there was a world where you hadn't played Returnal, yeah. where you were just eating this game up, and Returnal so fundamentally rewired the things that you like about video games that you can't go back. Well, it's because it, because <laughs> it shows you the, the what you what is possible, right? Something can look that good, play that well, yes. sound that good, tell that good of a story, have that character be miserable. There's no happy ending there. It's a story about a bad person and bad things happening to them. Yes, thank you. Like it's a very yum 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 yum. Give it to me for fucking ever, and it's just yeah. I I <laughs> I don't think it's crazy or unreasonable to expect all games to like adhere to that standard now. Like I I I don't know. I like I think you. I think I think you're right that most people play video games and they're like, uh, yeah. I give me. I want the icon, the download icon to appear on my Xbox dashboard. They didn't even update the icon. There's just a big red X through Anthem and then it's like the the MS Paint Iron Man written <laughs> over it. Like I know they want that. I understand that most people yeah. want that. There's a reason yeah. that Battlefield exists. But did I, I'm sorry if anybody's listening and they like Battlefield. I didn't mean the disdain well, to nobody, come off. Nobody is playing Battlefield for the story. Don't worry about no, it. It's I know, fine. I know. But I put it. But let me put this to you, Anthony. 
why aren't you gushing about Undertale or Dragon Age or any of the, which I say with a sneer in both cases, I do. (laughs) People are so emotionally invested in these other things, right? Like they are having the reaction you're looking for with other situations, other games. And and like the thing is, is in a case like, you know, the one that always comes to mind is Celeste. Uh, I think Mm. Celeste is an incredible, incredible accomplishment. Um, You know, I like just at a gameplay level and, you know, uh, who cares about subtlety? Subtlety is not something to be prized, but like the idea of like, I'm going to tell a story about depression and gender dysmorphia and the, the literal uh, thing you're doing is climbing a mountain. Yeah. It's not Okay. (laughs) That's fine. But like, you know, I play that and I'm like, this isn't for me. This isn't speaking right. to me. But if I was a right. 14 year old and I played Celeste, I'd fucking start a religion about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I totally, like, I see that. And I just, I just don't understand why, I, like, or Undertale. I, I, I respect Undertale. I like Undertale. That music kicks ass. Um, but like Dragon Age is one of those games, all three of those games I was never able to connect with because I see the same problem. I see that same tripping over itself and not like whittle it down, reduce, caramelize. Like anyway, I I mean to to not to jump ahead to to what I'm going to talk about, but I I think like that's the same disconnect that you have with Final Fantasy XIV that. A lot of people don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> that a game lot of is people long. Like, they, like, they like seeing the thing go bing. I yeah. don't want to see the well, thing go bing. I want... All I hear in my head when I power on the console is the fucking ninja in Metal Gear Solid, and he's just shaking, going, Make me feel! Like, that's ev- <laughs> every <me> time. <laughs> uh, and I... Like, it's, it's not impatience. I don't want it to seem like I need like something. I, we, we just talked about how I enjoy Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is not brief, <laughs> but like, I, you know, I, I just, but it, it Zeno, Zeno, uh, had something to say. Yes. And took so like 30 hours is a big ask. Like it's, Two hours in in Persona Four before you you even get to choose a dialogue option. Right, and that's that's a big ask. So thirty hours of gameplay before it connects with your humanity. That's that's is excruciating. A lot. That's excruciating. It's, it's a lot. If if it wants to connect with your humanity, right? right. Like if and, you're and if you're gonna go there, can we can we maybe not take the shoot. long route? choose to go there mm-hmm. like i like in, in 30 hours i could have played silent hill 2 five times yeah. <laughs> yeah. you could have gotten all of the endings and i played that game for the first time 14 years ago and i still think about the ending every fucking day yeah. like <laughs> you guys don't think about that scene where james sunderland's standing on the stairs and everything's on fire and that lady's like, you could see it too. It's like this for me all the time. I think about that every morning. I should interrogate that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do think about the the reveal of what Zero Dawn was regularly. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, and like... And that's... Here's the difference, though. And this is about it not being an impatience thing. That's at the end of the game. Like, you've completed, like, 80% of the game before you find out what the heck Zero Dawn was. But it's giving you enough along the way to make you feel and care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I don't think, I don't think it should be so hard. Then again, art is hard. Everybody who's a creator, uh, and I just shat on what you do, I'm sorry. (laughs) Forgive me. Well, no, because here's the thing. We can't assume that they did not intend for that moment to come that late in the game, right? Well, we can't assume either way. We can't assume that, because, okay, so here's a, I'm probably not supposed to tell you this, but whatever, I don't give a shit. Uh, So in the Tomb Raider reboot, uh, Lara was supposed to get her dual pistols almost immediately. No shit, that's the ending. Yeah. That was supposed to happen way sooner. Uh, but they wanted to have the whole bow and arrow thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, So, like, there were narrative things in that story. It was written one way and then got reshuffled around because, uh, in service of the gameplay. Uh. They wanted to, you know, X to happen or Y to happen or Z to happen. And so the story, which existed in one form, got chopped and yeah. shuffled. And well, uh, the, the, thank the God, most egregious. Now I know how you became. The, I know how she yeah, became. Thank the God. You became the Tomb Raider, finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, I think the, and the most egregious example of something like that is the, like, the boat level in Uncharted 3. Oh, God. Where oh, it was, God. like, so. Like, there was no narrative reason for that to be there. One nope. of the designers was like, we want, we want yeah. a cool water level. It's a cool looking water level. Yeah. Nothing to do with the story. Um, I, I, dude, like, I, at the risk of pissing off Uncharted fans, I think every single Uncharted game should be the length of the first Uncharted. <laughs> no, that's just true. It's yeah. just true. That's just true. Eight hours. Yeah. Wonderful. No. Yeah. Perfect. I don't need to hear, no, 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 that many times. <laughs> okay, but I um, love that. I, I love that. So do I. I love make, that part. Make the choice to make each, no, 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 that powerful, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Can I, oh, oh, I just want to share my, my favorite game design fuckery example from Dead Space. There's a moment in Dead Space, you are walking down a hall. And a a dead body drops out of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. The designers think it's really stupid. They're like, that's dumb. Why would that happen? That's not scary. It's just stupid. Some money hat in a suit was looking over their shoulder and said, you know what would be cool? <laughs> if a body dropped out of the ceiling right there. And that is why there's a body (laughs) dropping out of the ceiling. Stuff like that happens constantly. And so, like, we, I, yes, I think it's valuable to ask the question, why is it so hard to tell, you know, uh, mature, emotional, you know, meaningful stories. The same time, you have no idea why it happened in this case. If it's, yeah, if it was yeah. a choice, then we could talk about it being the choice. But and yeah. it's, like, I also think that there's a million like I can also sit there and be like, look, the gravity of the story told in Xenoblade Chronicles Three 
is reflective of the era i mm. think a lack of optimization is also reflective of the mm. era this y'all that's this, a good point yeah. Yeah. right like this game this game came out in july of 2022 and it's last 24 months of polishing was fucking the world was ending yeah. like it's that's inevitable dave i am i think this this sort of ties into your experience with video games over the past couple of weeks because you also tried to play a jrpg yeah and this is a developer who we all love all of us love atlas we all love smt and like this should have this should be continue podcast fucking catnip. Not only is it SMT, it's a sequel to an obscure ass sub SMT series that premiered on the Saturn. <laughs> like, yeah, that's and, just all three of us losing our minds. And like that was my expectation going in was like, oh, they made they announced the Soul Hackers too, and they're putting it out on PC and everything. So like I got it on Steam. It's a little weird on Steam Deck, but it works. Um, and I I played for like three hours, and I want to go back and actually like give it an honest try mm. because I do think I'm I just wasn't really in the headspace for it at the moment, but immediately I just get the impression that this is like B tier smt oh this is like like it's just everything everything just kind of is like it's just like oh we have demons because of course we do and we have like oh the world's going to end because of this event because of course it is like it looks cool and the music's cool but like i just i didn't really get that emotional hook like like you do in so many like that's how i uh, felt about smt4 that's all interesting the- all the elements were there. It it walked the walk, it talked the yeah. talk. I did not give a damn about any of it. SMT4 takes way too fucking long to get going. Yeah, you want to talk yeah. about games that take a long time to get to the yeah. point. Because you have to play a full game before the game starts. You play you play a whole yeah, like you, fantasy you, land story before, and it then becomes... you get down to like the city, and then mm-hmm. that's where like yeah, the actual game happens. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I'll go back into it. I do think it's interesting that like it does in a, in some ways feel kind of like uh, baby's first Shin Megami Tensei, and I I don't mean that pejoratively. I mean that in a good way. Like it, they're doing a really good job with like tutorializing things and explaining like how all the systems work. Uh, unlike Shin Megami Tensei three, which is just like fuck you, and then like that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Fuck you, die. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. And like, yeah, like it's got a cool look. And I like, I, I love like the art style's cool. And the like, and I think that if like when I'm ready for just something to like, like not to call it mediocre, but just like something familiar, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think I think I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. But like uh, between uh, Ease Watch 2020. Uh, or 2022 and um me getting back into final fantasy 14 it, i was just like i i'm not interested in this right now like i was i wanted to talk about it on the podcast i'm sorry but the heart wants what it wants <laughs> and it wants uh the weird shit right now so, so um, yeah okay so you you have finally plumbed the depths of final fantasy 14 
to get to the 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 real juice yeah uh, waiting so I'm, well there. so i'm on the second to last or second to most recent expansion right now i just got to Shadowbringers, and the way that i put it out i, I tweeted about it uh and and i think that this is like true of the series is that inside final fantasy there are two wolves <laughs> <laughs> there's the high fantasy and then there's the weird shit sometimes it's just high fantasy like the first few final fantasy games right it's all like crystals and dragons there's some weird shit in one there's some time travel but for the most part uh but then you know final fantasy 4 you get the high fantasy stuff and then you go to the moon and there's a <laughs> whale uh like that's the kind like that's the weird shit then you get final fantasy 8 where it's like like who fuck knows what's Dave, going it's on not, with that game? You know what? I'm sick of this whole Final Fantasy VIII. It's so weird. There's just a witch from the future who wants to compress all of time into one single moment. Why? Why does she want to do this? What is? Uh, look, why dude, don't she, you? She is the has question. a spaceship. Then the moon cries monsters made of blood. Once it's fine, but this is where Final Fantasy XIV is going. Yeah. And I'm like playing this going like, man, I wish there was a version of this game that was exactly what you described, where it was like all of the MMO bits just kind of chopped out and you get to do like the story quests. And then you, because it's a journey. And I feel like this is a case where I think length really does it a a service because... um, of the emotional investment that you have in the characters, the world, and the just your time spent in this place and having expectations uh, subverted. So uh, last year, I actually got to I finished Stormblood, which was like the samurai expansion after um, uh, Heaven's Word, which was really good. Uh, Stormblood, okay. It was, it was it's good but like coming after heaven's word it was a little bit just kind of like more of that uh they played a lot of the doma theme from final fantasy 6 which is like okay i Dave, quick clarification like you want to talk you want to talk about like that emotional connection that you're that you get from that disney game where they play a theme song and you're like i know that this game does that a lot how oh, yeah when uh-huh. when susan how far into final fantasy 14 did you play i know you played it for a while I played maybe ten hours. Ten hours, okay. Yeah. And so, Dave, like, Heaven's Word, you have to play what, like thirty, <laughs> right? No, okay, that was that was very naive. What's it? <laughs> it's like if if you were just main questing from and and again, like I'm not. I think the they've condensed uh, a Realm Reborn, like the the initial Final Fantasy fourteen main quest line, a bit. Uh, but when I played through to fr- to get from from the beginning to Heaven's Word, took me about eighty hours. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Final yeah. Fantasy But again, like I did spend a lot of time doing a lot of side quests. Like I did, there's like a whole side quest with this goofy uh, detective named Hildebrand, who he's a very muscular dude who wears short shorts. And he gets into all kinds of like Sherlock Holmes esque mischief, and it's very funny. And then you run into Gilgamesh, who has like a, a green chicken. 
love it yeah and you do the the battle on the bridge and like the music's pl- like the music from battle on the bridge final fantasy 5 is playing when you do that raid it's again but again, that's all that that's like a 5 10 hour side quest that i did i didn't have to do mm. it's a whole side thing um so yeah so then there's heaven's word which is about 15 20 hours just main story quest stuff and then there's stormblood which is again another 15 20 hours and in between these expansions is all of the the it's the quest lines that connect expansions because they're like okay well you finish the story but we need players to stick around in between expansions so we have to like come up with stuff for them to do so every few months they'll release like five new story five or ten new story quests or something that kind of plant some seeds to where the next expansion is going anyway so heavens were lots of dragons lancers and stuff cool and then with stormblood you move into that and you go to a samurai kingdom uh and the empire's like trying to encroach on the samurai kingdom and you're like fucking no and the villain <laughs> the the lady villain is like very cool she's evil uh Does she and want then, all of time to be compressed into a single no woman? she she's just like a sub minion of the overall empire uh, evil dude to the empire looks like fucking evil like it's it's he's very large and has very big armor um anyway so you finish stormblood and then it's uh setting up this conflict this like huge battle between this like the Aorisian alliance this like group of nations and nation states that you're like trying to unite against the evil empire that just wants to like fucking take over everything because that's you know that's what they do meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile meanwhile <laughs> little bits have been spoon-fed in since like the heaven's word like in between quest line where there are you're the warrior of light a warrior of darkness shows up and his group of like nega scions of the seventh dawn that are like evil and trying to destroy your party to save their like homeland and they show up and like you beat them and then they they go off back to their home planet and you're like that was weird don't know what's going on with that um are they real people? They're just part yeah. of the story. No, like yeah, they're, like, like they're part of the story. They like characters that, that show up and start like trying to do some evil shit, and you fight them. There's like this big battle. It's very cool. Um, that goes away for like a whole expansion, and then in between this and Shadowbringers this voice starts like calling out to you from the ether and like all of your like friends are like start hearing this voice like convulsing like very painful is like calling out to you help help come and you need to save my kingdom blah 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 and one by one all of your companions start falling unconscious no idea what the fuck's going on um and then when the beginning of uh shadowbringers happens you find a relic because you're like trying to figure out where like basically the souls of your friends have disappeared into this alternate realm and you need to go there to rescue them so you find a relic it transports you to this alternate universe this separate world that exists like sort of coexists with your world where the entire world is enveloped in light except for this very small like landmass that where they've like been able to stop the spread of the light from taking over the entire world and you discover that your friends their bodies exist in your world but their spirits exist in this one and they can't go back 
And this is some Final Fantasy stuff right here. This is some Final Fantasy ass Final Fantasy. There are sin eaters, these evil monsters that exist and like perpetuate within this world of light. That when they kill you, uh, you essentially violently turn into one of them. Uh, there's a whole quest line where like you see this, like you end up seeing this happen to some minor character that you're interacting with. It's very gruesome. Uh, also, there's like this separate uh, quest line where you're trying to find someone else. Where there's this like evil kingdom that like they have a bunch of uh, rich people who've been like basically living out the apocalypse in this castle, and there are a bunch of poor people that live around it that like wait for them to come down and go like you. You've been chosen to come and because like we need people to entertain us. We need people to make our clothes. How is come any on of this in. happening during like an MMO structure? Uh, it's like, like quests. It's just quests. All right. Yeah. So like. <laughs> It just, it seems so involved. Yeah. And that's the thing about this game is that like, it is doing shit that like, I've never seen before. Like I admittedly have not played too many MMOs. Like I played a bit of World of Warcraft. I played a bit of City of Heroes. I've never seen an MMO try what this game is trying. Like just the level of complexity both with the story the quest design the 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 dungeon and like actual like mission design is like really cool um also i forgot to mention so the the warrior of darkness that they set up like two years ago before this expansion came out you find out that they lived in this world and they were called the warriors of darkness because they were literally trying to fight to save this land from the light uh, oh, and you're over. Yeah. Like, like you're a mu- you're like you fucked up. Well, they were tr- they were deceived into thinking that going to your world and killing you would save their world. Oh. So when you go to this world and you start killing sin eaters and bringing the the night sky back, people start calling you the warrior of darkness now. <laughs> like yeah yeah. Like the, yeah, yes, Anthony smiling. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just like shit like that. You're like this. Like I should not care this much about what's going on in an MMORPG, but like this is th- this is the shit that like Final Fantasy is good at, and to to have a world that just kind of like lives in the background of my life that I can like dip my toes in mm. for a couple hours a night and just get more and more of I- this. I have a question. I have a question. Okay. So this is always my MMO question. Yeah. Can you solo it? And do you have to do like the raids, the big, the big Uh, things in order to understand what's going on? Okay. So you can solo like 90% of the game. Uh, but every now and then you'll come to these story bottlenecks where the game expects mm. you to do a dungeon or a raid um, with other people. Okay. Now, uh, it's really easy to jump in. You just hit the, like, it's they're called duties in this game, not, like, <laughs> poopy, but, you know. Uh, but you, you bring up your duty finder, which... Uh, uh, and um, you just say, like, oh, this is the dungeon that I want to do, and it just puts you in a queue, and it other people because they encourage other players to replay these levels um with like special gear special rewards uh every day so Hmm. other people are just like they're just in a roulette they're just like i don't care what dungeon i'm doing i just want to play a dungeon while Hmm. other people doing the story are like i want to play this specific dungeon so you just wait until a queue comes up you, hit, you go in everyone's super helpful like they're like you if you just say it's your first time through 
like everyone is like really understanding and is more than happy to help you get through together which is really cool like it's so you talk to them you actually speak to them yeah in the chat yeah Mm. (laughs) anyway talk to people (laughs) however in this expand this is the first expansion where they've done this but they have made a way to where you can play these levels without playing with anyone you oh. just yeah so and actually i just tried it out with one of the because the, the the problem with that is like it's fun playing with other people but it really it, it can be like a giant momentum stopper where like i'll be hitting a good yeah h- hitting a good pace it's like 9 30 at night and then i'm like oh there's a dungeon this dungeon is going to take me at least like 20 to 30 minutes to get through plus 15 minutes of waiting just to get in screw mm-hmm. that i think i'm done for the night whereas now right. you just that you usually you talk to someone at the beginning of the dungeon because you're usually the other people and the the party members will be like okay uh if you talk to me you can bring us these like cpu play playable characters to join you in the battle the problem is is that if you die, you have to start completely at the last checkpoint. Like, there's no, like, you can't wait for other players Ooh. in the mission to revive you, at least mm. as far as I can tell. Whereas, like, if you're playing with other people, like, if you die, your healer is gonna, just going to revive you and you'll be sure. fine. Mm-hmm. So, my first time through took me a lot longer than it normally would because I died a few times trying to figure out how to, like... Because there's a lot of, like, move and react when, like, mm. giant bosses are doing their special moves and stuff so you need to know how to respond to that and if you don't it's really easy to die um but no it was it was nice that there's that option that you could just roll through with computer controlled characters and they are retroactively adding that to the back portion of the game mm. so you could essentially roll this entire game solo if you want to once those are in mm. interesting so <laughs> so, so much time it is it's a lot like i my steam counter says that i've put 340 hours in this game and i am not even i'm not close to Endwalker. i'm about a third of the way through storm or Shadowbringers, maybe Uh, i mean because you're you're playing 10 years of game (laughs) you know yeah it's a lot and like i for for me what like and i know like we talked about this back when uh i started getting into it again the thing that got me over that hump was realizing this is not a game that you are going to mainline. This is a game that you are going to have when you need it. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go a couple months without playing. Sometimes it's all I play. Like right now I'm just like, I'm like, there's nothing really out right now. That's grabbing me. It's a good time for it. And this story right now has grabbed me enough that like this is just all I'm going to play until I finish the expansion. And you're um, paying a monthly fee for this. Yes, it's, it's okay. Okay, I want to say there is a ten dollar a month thing, but it's like limited. You only get one yeah. character, yeah. and like whereas like the the base subscription is normally fifteen. Yeah. Um, when I was playing, what I really loved about Elder Elder Scrolls Online, which was the same thing, because if you if you pay the the slightly premium charge you have a bigger bank and and all of that really convenient stuff it was i have like an hour and a half before dinner i want to wind down after work noodle around for something maybe i get in a fight 
maybe I just make furniture. I don't yeah. know. Right? Like that kind of thing. And that's why I, I love, I loved that. I, I drop out of it for two reasons. And one is I feel really, really bad having, paying a monthly fee for something that, that languishes for months. Yeah. But also the story ain't that great. Yeah. So like that's what's appealing to me about about this Final Fantasy is what appeals to me is the story and and the mechanics of it. The problem I had was because I, my exposure to Final Fantasy the franchise is relatively limited, the onboarding was a very yeah. heavy lift for me. Yeah, I cuz that I I played almost the same amount of time as you Susan. I played like that first 10 hours. Yeah. And like the couple couple the tedium of like welcome to MMO town go get 12 spider husks yeah. and yeah. come back to yeah. town. Yeah. Uh with the this is this is a place that all MMOs have always lost me. Like like beta launch wow back in mm. 2004 lost me. At the moment you go into a town and it's just bombing you with information and like yeah. scrolls of text in this shop in this shop and every single like item menu and every single shop is 50,000 items and yeah. the font yeah. is this big I'm like dude this is way too much information yeah and I mean like that's the that's been kind of a fundamental problem of MMOs since the beginning really and it, like yeah. cause, you know the, and their roots and stuff like ultima and muds and all that stuff yep. where it is just like you're expected to take the time to learn it i will say you're also expected to be sitting five inches from the screen you're yes playing there is on. that uh i will say that this like the, they have designed it with like a console consoles in mind because it is also out on ps4 and ps5 so it's fully i play entirely with the controller yeah um uh, i've been playing on steam deck and like text can be a little small but like you can scale it to whatever you need to so like that's not a problem and it runs great um also the biggest problem is just the launcher sucks uh <laughs> but like once you're in it's fine um yeah it's i will not to like quote that that meme that goes around but there is a free trial <laughs> <laughs> of the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV that allows you to play for free up through Heavensward and level 60. It's limited. Oh, wow. like, you, yeah, like, you can't add friends, which sucks. Mm. But if you just want to check it out, it's free, and they've done a ton of work to make it... Because uh, they understand the problem. They're like, if we want the... And again, I feel like this is the big difference between it and, like, World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft is, like, super set in its ways right like mm. and, and like and it's been bleeding players as a result of it and a lot of people are going to final fantasy 14 because it is like way like they understand like if we want this thing to grow we need to make it better for people to get into play so they've done work to rehaul or i don't know if it's again like i don't know if it's done yet or if it's still in progress but they are overhauling that initial mm. uh ramp into heaven's word because again they also know like that's where it gets good so they want to get people to that point um so they're yeah i don't if if you guys ever get in let me know and i like there, there's still stuff that i don't really understand or know but like 
if you're following main story quests, you will be at the right level um, with the right gear you need to progress. Like it's the the Are ramp you, is really smooth. Is for there an MMO. is there still a thing like you have to be on the same server? Is that still oh, yeah. a thing? Okay, yeah, so, well, so server the, are you So there are the easiest way to do that is to get on the same server. But there are ways to do like if you have friends on other servers, you can't communicate and like join them for like raids or or mm. certain things. I think so. Like yeah, like they they put in the work to make try like with the restrictions of the design and sure. the way that the technology works they've they've figured out some some ways to like make that stuff smoother so no it's i'm it i never in a million years would have thought an mmo grabbed me uh and i tried with final fantasy 11 when that came out because yeah. i thought that would do it because i love final fantasy it didn't oh yeah i played that too yeah, yeah that was bad on, yeah on, on ps2 did you play it's, it on like the console oh, i played version? on pc um PC. but yeah no like that, not, game, that game that sucks. is old you if you die you're dead you lose experience yeah. and you could lose levels like yeah. it's it is harsh um i but i've also heard that they, like that game's still fucking going too 20 years. It's still going. It's, it's still it's this going close to 20 years. It's like I think next wow. spring it's 20 years. It's still That's going amazing. and like they're not updating it with new content anymore. But that game has gotten significant overhauls too to make it far more accessible yeah. to play than huh. it ever was. Yeah. Like like I think they've they've gotten rid of some of those like negative penalties. They've made it easier to complete quests. They've made it easier to find people to play. like just like it, can, you, can you play it on mobile at this point in English, or is that only in Japan? I think that's only in Japan. It's only in Japan. Yeah, yeah like they like they overhauled it. Like it runs like like a dream on basically every single iPhone. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, and I like if I, I I if that was in English, I'd give it another try. I like I like have that in your pocket. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever tried the Old Republic? Did you guys ever tr- like yes. get in there? That one almost tricked me because I started the Old Republic and at the beginning of the Old Republic, all of like Ricketiello era EA, it, like all their lies about what they were going to do with Bioware <laughs> seem true. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, it's just KOTOR 3 and you're like, oh yeah. shit, yeah. maybe I was wrong. And then you play KOTOR for six hours and then it drops you in the first town. And it's just like, if you want to start your home in MMO Town, go to this menu and this area and buy these items. And fuck you, you dicks. Yeah. uh, Fuck. Damn it. Um, yeah like on honest the the thing the thing that i've been doing because like i i realize that this game can steal your life if you wanted to because of all the crafting like th- there's there's a whole set of raids with ramza from final fantasy tactics didn't know that that i <laughs> i was just like no i can't like if i ever want to finish this game i have to like i need to get to the end of the story and then i can go back and I can do the stuff that I want to do. There's a yo- dude, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. When you finish Shadowbringers, there's a Yoko Taro designed raid. Now, in the come game. on. Oh no! I don't need to oh, know these things. No. They're, they're, and and it it fucks with you in the way that Yoko Taro oh, likes no. to fuck with you. Oh no! Here here's when I'm gonna engage Final Fantasy 14. 
let's all flash forward to 2026. <laughs> yeah. The the acquisition of Square en- Square Enix by Disney is complete. <laughs> my little town will be complete. I will have just been with Baru and Owen drinking my blue milk. I will have visited Princess Anna in an attempt to try and get my high school age daughter to come hang out with me. Yep. <laughs> and then I will go to Uncle Scrooge and I'll be like, here are your many golds, Uncle Scrooge. Bring me into the Final Fantasy fourteen lobby that is now connected to this because Disney owns it all. And I'll walk in and I'll I'll hear Ramza being like and I'll be like, My youth That's that's how it all And then, and then, as you descend slowly into death, that's yes, how I, I go. Yep. <laughs> I will dissolve like an old Final Fantasy boss. Like, shh. <laughs> uh, Dave, tell me about the proud owners of Anthem. Uh, I mean, Iron Man <laughs> that backed this. Sh- <laughs> that would have been a really funny backer award. <laughs> we just said of evil copies of Anthem. <laughs> That's funny. That's back, really funny. Back us at $25. We'll send you <laughs> It's a bargain at any price. That Anthem uh, fucking sucks. Uh, yeah, so, that, that, that Iron Man tech, though, yeah. That's that's but that's another one where it's like some executive saw that and was like, put that in the game. And yep. yeah. they're yeah. like, well, how do we make this into a game? Yeah. Anyway, uh, our Patreon backers, patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports the show uh, at any level. We sincerely appreciate it. But uh, we are financially obligated to give a shout out to our $10 and above backers, which I'm going to do now. Uh, special shout outs to Josh Jamie Souza, John Belf, Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugan. God, Thank I you all. You, I love you people. You're Thank so, you all so very much. You guys all have a copy of Anthem in my heart. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you, uh, everybody listening to this. If you are not one of our backers, thank you just for listening. You can back us at patreon.com slash continue podcast. It can ensure that we can give Uncle Scrooge his money so he doesn't pogo stick our legs into oblivion eventually. <laughs> Uh, which <laughs> meant Uncle Scrooge's pogo stick extortion racket. Yes, I, I actually I don't know if every anybody knows this, but Susan, I have never seen a person hate a game mechanic <laughs> <laughs> like your hatred. It wasn't even in Ducktales. It was no. in fucking Shovel Knight. Yep. <laughs> and your your the criticism game doesn't tell you. <laughs> I know. And, like, your your mounting rage at the game for not communicating the reality of the mechanic to you, but then the, like, 
the the nuclear fat like oh, yeah. factor that pushes it over the edge because it's this f- assumed familiarity with like a retro <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's what you do with shovels right like oh, you should you should just know <laughs> the anger the just the molten rage i was like i'm gonna hang out with this person for the rest of my life <laughs> this is this is fucking great uh if you're like, listening oh, to this, you i'm don't... sorry that i was born <laughs> Like, I had a job when you were all playing fucking DuckTales. <laughs> Sorry. You fucking assholes. You stupid idiots. God. Just so Why does he even have a shovel? This makes no fucking shovel. Oh, my God. Anyway, just play your friends this part of the show. If they're not listening to this, just play them this. Be like, you can, you can get in on this shit every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you can follow you can follow us at twitter.com slash continue podcast. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash continue podcast where Dave does some things every now and again. Dave, where else can people find you? Find me on Twitter at David Robots. That's Oh, oh I don't know if it's gonna be when this episode airs or before the next one, but I was on an episode of Normandy FM with oh, some yeah, friends of mine to talk about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. The the public feed, the free feed that's on your podcaster of choice will have that episode up within the next week or so, I believe. So tight. You can find you can find me on a, on content. Content Yay! finally. <laughs> uh Susan, where can people find your content? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I will angrily tweet about all the television that I am watching that is disappointing me. Oh, what television is disappointing you? Okay, so the Lord of the Rings show is bullshit. I, you know, I, I, I said this on Twitter last night. I don't know if it's any good. I really couldn't say. It looks like a million bucks. It looks like a billion dollars. It looks like a billion bucks. A billion dollars. First of all. I argue that point. I will say the costumes are wonderful. Yeah, everybody's everybody. I I saw an elf, and he meets a hedge witch, and I want them to fuck because they're both beautiful, and they're in a beautiful place. And like, I'm like, I let this let this happen. This is nice. Yeah, uh, no, they seem like nice people. They're good right. kids. I like them. Yeah, no, uh, there is. If you are a Lord of the Rings nerd, maybe then the show is great. Uh, that's and I I accept that if that is the case that it is not for me because uh, I don't give a fuck. Um, but it is such up its own ass oh. bullshit. Which I mean, consider the source. I was just gonna so, say, isn't uh, that the point? Yeah, which is, I mean, that's 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 part of the course with Tolkien. But like, uh, yeah, no, I just I don't I just I have a problem with Tolkien fans who aren't aware. That it's up its own ass. I think, like, if you're if you're a Tolkien fan and you don't acknowledge that it's up its own ass, I think you're full of shit. Yeah, like, are, yeah. can you even like, call I yourself can't... a fan? Right. Yeah. At the same time, however, I think it's really important to point out that all of you air quote true Tolkien fans who have problems with there being, for example, a black elf. Oh God. Um, are bigots and need to get in the sea. Yeah, because just... it's made up. Yeah, and, and fucking elves aren't real, you chuds. Elves aren't real. 
this is this is my message for anybody uh, here. If anybody listening to this has people in their lives, like, oh, why are there black people in Lord of the Rings? Go up to that person, and I want you to play them this. And my message to them is, here, it's like an anti-PSA from 1986. I want you to go to a garbage dump and find an abandoned uh, refrigerator, and I want you to nice. climb inside of it and suffocate to death. That's what I would yeah. like for you, yep. yes. you fucking morons. I want I want Roadblock from G.I. Doe to show up and yep. be like, I'm mm-hmm. not getting him out of there. That's what I want to happen, <laughs> you fucking morons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here's Susan. The only I watched the first episode of that Lord of the Rings show, and I guess like not a whole lot happened. It was just like it was everything, <laughs> nothing really happened. But I did have an emotional reaction to one scene where oh. one guy in a wig looks at an elf who's just like a weird Doogie Hauser clone, and he's like, "Let me introduce you to our greatest smith." Kella Brimbor. And I was like, oh shit, someone's gonna climb a tower! Yeah! Brimbor is here, climb a tower! Go, fucking the nemesis! An orc is gonna come out and be like, I'll remember you, and it's gonna be the nemesis system! And then it didn't happen, and I was sad, and then I. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bring out Talion. Sally, sadly, no. Also, Galadriel's a dick. Like, is this acknowledged in the books at all that that Galadriel is just a dick? I mean, all the elves kind of are, are, aren't they? No, that's, that's the point. The, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Like when you read the book, it's She's just particularly like, dickish, though. Yeah, that's like that's the point. That's, that's their okay. thing. They're all that's, just that's assholes. Their that's their vibe. They're that's just dicks. Vibe. Okay, all right. That's, that's fine. more my speed, Elrond of Riverdale, um, <laughs> Mister Anderson, <laughs> Mister Baggins. Oh my God! When I saw Lord of the Rings Fellowship for the first time in the theater, like my brother and I, the funniest thing in the world, to, like was just imitating Agent Smith to each other. Of we course. Were, of course, with, with, yeah. With my fucking dad, and he, like, the moment he appeared on screen, my dad was like, shut the fuck up, both of you, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear <laughs> And we just kept leaning over and going, it's the smell. Uh, <laughs> not quietly, just loud. No. Just loud. <laughs> it's okay, the smell. Okay, one more, one, one more thing. One more yeah, thing. Yeah. One more thing. Okay. Okay. So, so you know how... You'll be you'll be talking to someone who has no no discernible accent at all. Uh-huh. But but they are of Italian heritage. <laughs> and then they will suddenly when they pronounce certain words words, suddenly they're from like a small town yeah. outside Sicily or oh, something. Ooh. Right? Like, uh, like, oh yeah, no, I went to the deli the other day and I got some prosciutto and some mozzarella, uh, you know, like that. Okay. Oh, tries me out of my fucking mind. So that's how everybody is in this show. That's true. When they say certain words, like name, like Mordor. Mordor. Well, you Mordor. only show the art on that word, but you you, uh. said, you said ring like five words ago. Like, yep. where's the... <laughs> and it just drives me insane. It's all fucking, the, like, they have to fight the gabagools. Uh, <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> 
but gabagoo. Yeah. It's spelled G H O U L though. Yes. Yes. G U H L. There it is. There it is. All right. Everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Farewell.